Welcome to the first episode of the Alongside Podcast, a podcast of Heritage Baptist Church. The purpose of this podcast is to come alongside fellow followers of Christ in order to have thoughtful conversations about the gospel, culture, and the church. I'm your host, Mike Crump, one of the pastors here at Heritage, and it's my joy to introduce our very first guest on this podcast, very first podcast even. Um, So, so excited to have you guys here. Nathan and Dustin, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, Thanks for having excited. us. Thank you. So as we get started, uh, really, I want you guys to kind of introduce yourself to uh, those who are listening and just let them know a little bit about, uh, one, you know, how did you come to know the Lord and uh, what brought you to the point that you're at uh, today? Yeah, that's a great question and a, just a sweet story or testimony that we get to share and um, try to make it brief. I actually had the privilege of growing up in a home um, overseas. Uh, that cherished the gospel, very authentic and genuine in, uh, in their faith. And so um, what was lived out publicly was first lived out privately. And mm. so I saw the gospel uh, in action in my home. And so at a young age, uh, by God's grace, was drawn to Jesus and uh, surrendered my life to him in just a simple faith. Uh, but it wasn't till then fast forward junior high, high school, my teen years, uh, where I really started to grasp um, the gospel and understand the gospel more and mm-hmm. more. And uh, the Lord was convicting me and things that I was working through in, um, in those years of, of life. And uh, it was at that time that I started to, to understand and recognize again that in following Jesus, he's not just Savior, but he's Lord. Mm. And uh, for for the first time, really started to surrender more and more of my life and understand that Jesus wanted all of my life. And uh, so in a nutshell, that's been um, kind of the, the trajectory of my life. And in those teen years, um, just yeah, fully surrendered, and that uh, affected the direction of uh, where I'd go, what I would do. I spent... Um, a season in, in South Asia in mm. high school uh, where I uh, was exposed to gospel life in action, um, seeing disciples made and churches planted among people that had never heard the gospel. And uh, that's when I recognized there's nothing else that I would want to do mm. with my life than to some way, somehow play a small part in what God was doing to take the gospel uh, to people that had no access to it. And uh, so fast forward to, to where I'm at now, getting to be here at this amazing church, uh, working on an amazing staff with incredible leaders and uh, just playing a small role, I hope, uh, in uh, seeing more laborers raised up mm. and uh, mobilized is the word we used uh, and then trained uh, to be a part of God's uh, kingdom going forth among all peoples, among all the nations. So, mm. so just a little bit of my journey and where I'm at now. That's awesome. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how that mobilization goes mm-hmm. and some of the things that we're doing here at Heritage that uh, truly are incredible to mm-hmm. see uh, how God is working. Yeah. And uh, kind of leads to Dustin, why don't you uh, share a little bit about uh, your life and what brought you to uh, uh, Heritage today? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure Nate just copied my notes. That's why I went first. It's funny, <laughs> it's funny you know, we, I've, I've known Nate for a while, um, but I guess sometimes those words just, mm-hmm. you just don't quite hear those mm-hmm. words. And I'm like, my goodness, like aside from growing up overseas, that's very similar to mm-hmm. me. I, mm-hmm. I too was fortunate enough to live in a, um, uh, a God-fearing family. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was super young, just praying um, at the bedside with my mom mm-hmm. and uh, asking the Lord to come into my life and save me. And 
um, really do believe that I believed in Jesus mm -hmm. at a young age. Mm -hmm. um, but similarly, it was my teen years, it was high school, junior, um, junior year of high school, where that very concept um, of Jesus being my Savior, but he wasn't my Lord. Mm. And surrendering that at that point of um, just my, my desires, my will, mm. the, the, the American dream, so to speak. Mm. You know, I was young and wanted to be, you know, rich or whatever, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was that the term that I feel like the Holy Spirit really embraced and or pressed onto me was living sacrifice mm. and, and recognizing that, Hey, I have, I have not sacrificed my desires, my will, my, mm. um, my hopes and dreams. Um, I was still fulfilling my flesh mm. in that, in that regards. And so, yeah, junior, uh, junior year of high school is when that really became, real to mm -hmm. me. And um, at that point, I remember this kind of conversation I was having with God was, well, well what does that look like? What do you want from mm -hmm. me? Um, and it, it wasn't audible, but in my heart, it almost was, was then go, go mm -hmm. to the nations. Um, and so that started the journey uh, for me and, and cross-cultural work at that point. Um, a lot of intentional steps, um, been on a lot of cross-cultural trips, the short-term trips that mm -hmm. just really opened my eyes to the great need and disparities out mm -hmm. there of, my goodness, we have no idea mm. here in America what the hurt, you know, that people are going on yeah. um, overseas. And so uh, just following those steps, um, several roadblocks, you know, um, stumbling forward by God's grace, he keeps taking me forward. Mm -hmm. and, Amen. Um, ended up there's a, a good man here named Paul that uh, had been uh, really just mentoring me mm -hmm. and um, said, hey, come to Heritage. We've got a pretty cool missions mm -hmm. program, and I think that you could really be discipled up. And so um, here I am um, sitting under Nathan and the, the missions team here and looking forward to seeing what God does. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Fine. Very exciting. You know, I, th I think it's interesting, Dustin, the, uh, that Romans 12 concept of, of being that living sacrifice, that was kind of a big part of my life as mm -hmm. well and how the Lord brought me out of kind of that contentment with the world to say, hey, what is that next step? And so mm -hmm. it's, uh, I love hearing how the Lord is working and has been working in y'all's life. Um, and that kind of brings us to kind of the, the topic at hand. Um, recently here at Heritage, uh, we've begun promoting the uh, annual Easter offering. Uh, this year, a little bit different. The funds going towards uh, Go Group Deployment um, and specifically targeting the outfit and passage of mm -hmm. Go Groupers. Um, and within just that description, go group deployment, I, I know that there's a lot of people out there going, what in the world is that all about? A lot of jargon right there. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What is an outfit and passage? I mean, yeah. are we giving them outfits? I mean, mm. what's this look like? Um, so just briefly, I'd, I'd love to hear kind of you explain what it what is um, outfit and passage for uh, maybe even start with maybe what is a go group, um, since I know some people are probably asking that. Yeah. Uh, wow. So Go Group, in a nutshell, is a group of folks that have come together, covenanted together for a season uh, of life and training and uh, very focused training and preparation for life and ministry cross-culturally. Mm. So there's so much that goes into that. Uh, but, but we as a church have recognized it's one thing uh, for people to go to the field. It's another thing for them to stay on the mm. field. Um, it's also been said it's also one thing to go and to, to just survive, just make it, and there's going to be seasons like that. 
but it's another thing by God's grace to be able to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so what does it look like to invest uh, just tremendous time and effort and intentionality here on the front end so that any of our people going out are hopefully uh, set up for success ultimately by God's grace. And uh, so that's what we're getting to be a part of right now, Heritage's first Go group, Dustin and myself and a number of other folks, uh, leaders and uh, members of the group. So thankful for what God is doing. And in that, you mentioned uh, deployment, um, a number of families that are preparing to deploy. And so when we talk about outfit and passage, what does that mean? Um, In a nutshell, it's, well, these families are getting ready to pack everything up here, as Dustin mentioned, surrendering uh, a bit of the American dream. And with Mm -hmm. that, it's leaving just everything here. It's, it's saying goodbye to relationships and then leaving physical belongings, so on and so forth, and then making that passage to wherever God is leaving their, leading their family. Mm. And so that involves things like airfare for an entire family, uh, visas for those first couple years, language training can be extremely expensive mm-hmm. to do it well. Um, and then setting up shop there, you know, moving into an apartment, getting all of your household belongings, uh, potentially getting a car, depending on where you're at. So all of that adds up mm. um, to a pretty hefty bill. And we want to just be able to um, send people well and make sure that they have the resources uh, for the vision that, that God has given them. Mm. Well, that's exciting. And I, and I think one of the things that um, if people do not know, Heritage does not just, you know, put a stamp on a person and say, all right, you go on. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is a long-term investment mm-hmm. in those who go overseas. And this is kind of to start them off on the on the right path. So um, you shared a little bit about what that grow group Grow, go, grow. I can't even say it correctly. Well, we do want to grow in the go. Group, so that is good. We should <laughs> you, call it you that. Said it right. Group. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so, what what's involved in a go group? I mean, we, we get the idea that there's training involved, there's uh, equipping, there is kind of putting in a setting is uh, to so they're ready for that cross cultural mm-hmm. ministry. So, what what all is involved in a go group? There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there There's you go. A lot. Um, yeah, so so one of the things that's involved is is a very intentional step to move out of where you are, wherever mm-hmm. that is. If that's your your home, sell your home. If it's you know apartment, whatever you you you're you're taking an intentional step forward, mm-hmm. and you're going to move into a, a community um, with others who are on kind of the same trajectory. And so that's one thing that we have done. We have we have moved out of our home, um, downsized tremendously, um, which is kind of a breath of fresh air, to be honest. But um, and and we all live in a in an apartment complex together. Mm-hmm. And so getting to really grow as a team, um, as Nathan said, really get invested into mm-hmm. um, and and work in close community, really trying to figure out what what does that missional life look like mm-hmm. here on this side of the ocean before we get there, work out a lot of these kinks mm-hmm. and, quite frankly, issues that we all have mm-hmm. um, and, and preparation for there. Because mm-hmm. the idea that Nate said is we want to be there long term. Mm-hmm. And so if we can work out a lot of that stuff here and, and save ourselves from that um, by having people who are much more uh, mature, who have been there, done that, they can they're able to see some of those we'll say red, yellow flags mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and um, be able to, to really mm-hmm. pour into you yeah. in that. And so that's, that's one big component of it. But um, there's, there's a 
a, a notable amount of um, just time in the Word together. There's a notable amount of time where we pray together. Um, and then each week we, we get together and we spend four hours where we break bread. We have meals together. We go over some things that we've been learning this week and, and talk about our time in the harvest and people that we're really trying to pour into. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'd say that's Nate. That's probably a, as short a description as you can get of what so, all we do. So, um, what, so what I'm getting at is you're telling me that uh, when someone goes overseas, they don't have it all together yet. <laughs> and that there's actually room for some tension or maybe some <laughs> issues on a team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> now, you, uh, Nathan, you've probably seen some of that, mm-hmm. uh, having grown up in in yeah. that area. Um, so conflict can arise yeah. Yeah. On, on the field. We're, we're all human. Um, we all have hurts, habits, hang-ups we talk about. We all have issues. Mm. And, um, yeah, part of this whole process is just acknowledging those and, and saying, okay, okay, let's put those on the table and by God's grace, together, take intentional steps to mm. develop, to grow, to, to grow into a healthy disciple maker walking with Jesus. And so even this whole Go group, as, as good as we hope it is and as uh, intentional as it is, it's just one more step forward mm. in the journey that we're all on. And there's going to be uh, challenges and issues that continue to arise even on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we hope and pray that our people are just a little bit more equipped to acknowledge, to see those things when they're rising, and then know how to uh, deal with them or to mitigate them mm. uh, along the way. So, um, but yeah, we, wow. We have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of one another living for nearly a year together in close community. And again, that's part of the focus of it. Um, but we've seen God's grace overflow through it all. That is, that is wonderful. So those listening may be going, man, that is a huge step. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking me selling my house. You're talking about me changing up how I'm thinking about my future. Maybe there are a lot of people out there who are like, you know, I, I like the idea of moving in that direction, mm-hmm. but I am not ready for that kind of commitment. I'm not ready. I don't need, not even sure if the Lord wants me to take that step yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another entry level place where people can come if they are interested in that more deeper level of discipleship. And these are the disciple making teams that are also available mm-hmm. here at Heritage. And uh, I believe there's an upcoming um, session of them or they're ongoing mm-hmm. currently yep. going yep. on. Um, what is a disciple making team? Yeah, disciple making team in a nutshell is it's a 10 week training. So it's short term uh, focused on developing and fostering healthy disciple making rhythms uh, together in like minded community. And we do so with a desire to uh, reach Lynchburg Mm -hmm. and to uh, reach the nations. Um, so how that plays out, um, it's, it's not rocket science. It's really just very simple things. Um, but it's just, it's some structure and it's community that's focused around, okay, how do we take the things we know Mm -hmm. and put them into intentional action together? Um, so we spend time abiding together. Uh, it's one of the words, kind of the fun buzzword, uh, right now. Um, we spend time in corporate prayer together and then we, we intentionally 
intentionally think about who are the people that God has placed around us, whether it be in the workplace, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, uh, and how can we together um, be equipped to more intentionally and more effectively reach them. Mm. Uh, so this happens, it's just 10 weeks. It's a catalyst. It's not a long-term, mm. um, we run pretty hard for those 10 weeks, but it's to equip people with some tools and some principles that they can then apply uh, over the long term. Okay, so for those who are just maybe wanting some of those tools or wanting to know how to connect with uh, their community even, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know there are many out there, and I think we saw it with um, uh, Heritage Goes yeah. that uh, was yeah. here, that there were there were a lot of people hungry for knowledge and understanding mm-hmm. on how to be more gospel-focused in their living, uh, kind of that missional living mm-hmm. uh, concept. Um, so what just let's step back and get that mm-hmm. larger view of things. Um, what would be the difference between that kind of missional living concept, the gospel life concept that we're talking about, and kind of modern evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, throw some tracks at people. Not that that's necessarily a terrible thing, but just that there is more to it than just yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to look to Dustin because there's few people that embody it better yeah. than this brother. Hmm. Well, praise God for that if that's true. But <laughs> uh, I think I think... If I could maybe just touch a little bit on what Nate said before I transition into that. I think that when you look at the discipleship making teams um, on paper, they can look like another Bible study. Mm. Um, But I think it's important to emphasize that this isn't just another Mm -hmm. Bible study. Yes, we memorize scripture together. Yes, we we dig into the word. Yes, we're even doing like a a little book study and kind of even similar devotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So it looks on the outside like a Bible study, but it is so much more outward focused mm-hmm. than a Bible study. And not that that's bad. Please mm-hmm. hear me in that. We, we certainly need to grow ourselves in our, our spiritual walk with Jesus too, but there's, there's a, a level of applying what we know, um, kind of like what James says mm-hmm. in the book of James is, you know, now we got, we got to do something mm-hmm. about this. Um, and so these discipleship making teams really put an emphasis on the doing something about this, not by any means that that's, that's you know, what this is all about. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a component of that yeah. mm-hmm. that I think maybe, dare I say, the modern church kind of struggles with. Yeah. I think that um, we're really good at, uh, can I call us... Uh, additional Christians. We like to meet one-on-one in coffee shops, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we want to multiply, we got to we got to shift things just a little bit different. Mm. And so I think that's where this really helps with that is we're doing it as a team. We're going out two by twos and as a group, just how Jesus modeled. We're, yeah. we're, we're modeling the true disciple maker. Um, and so I think what what living on mission looks like for me is really just embracing that that these conversations can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Jesus's life and for example, one of them with him talking with the woman at the well, like he's just, he's just cruising through Samaria. And then here's this woman who he, he meets and, and he relates with her and she's there to get water. And he's like, Hey, I'm the living water. You'll mm-hmm. never thirst again with me. And being able to recognize those, those conversations to be had with people. You know, if I'm talking with you and you're sharing something about the fear and anxiety of, COVID. Well, let me tell you a story mm-hmm. about how Jesus addressed fear and anxiety about when his disciples were going over the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. And he, things like this where, yeah. where it just becomes a part of life. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing that that we just struggle at in the modern church, if you will, is that we just struggle at bringing that along with us. We're mm-hmm. really good at com- 
cart. What's the word I'm looking? Cart panel. Putting it in a box. We, yeah. we got our, our own organizations <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. of things, and we kind of leave our church at church, um, mm-hmm. but carrying it along with us wherever we go. So whether that's mm-hmm. in the workplace, whether it's at the park with your kids, mm-hmm. it's taking time. Like Jesus mm-hmm. took time to sit down with the woman at the well. And so, but, but, but Dustin, every time you talk to somebody, don't they get angry and yell at you? Oh, and just, <laughs> This uh, is a bold-faced <laughs> lie from the enemy. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, here in Lynchburg, you would, mm-hmm. you would think everybody in Lynchburg, I mean, this is you know Liberty University. Mm-hmm. This is what, the number eighth church city in America. Everybody knows about Jesus. That is a lie. Mm-hmm. We have been profoundly uh, aware of the, the lostness in Lynchburg. Um, I, mm-hmm. I have talked with people who, who do the Christian thing, if mm-hmm. you will, who have been a part of the church. And um, just this last year, I, I shared with our art grow group, I, I was able to share the gospel with some nurses at work. And they're like, I have never heard mm. the full gospel. And I, I go to church. Wow. And so, <laughs> so, I mean, when you hear that stuff, you're like, what in the world? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, not only that, but if you start embracing this, you recognize, oh, my goodness, there's a ginormous Muslim community here. Mm-hmm. There's a huge Hindu community here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who have been um, mis- misrepresented by uh, with the church and, and want nothing to do with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But in the, can I say in the South, we've got a little bit of Christian culture yep. that, that mm-hmm. even people who aren't Christian kind of abide by. Mm-hmm. They kind of know the, the words mm-hmm. to say and things like that. So I would say that it's a lie. We have, we have found so many people mm-hmm. that are hungry mm. for the word, mm-hmm. for, for Jesus. I mean, huh. I, don't, I mean, we might have, I mean, this entire, what, six, seven months. I mean, mm-hmm. have there been many times where any of us have been like just hard shut down? I can't think of really like more than yep. maybe like, Less than a handful. Yeah. No. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, to that point, um, is there uh, one or two stories that mm-hmm. uh, kind of stand out as far as interactions with uh, people? And, of course, you don't have to mention who they are necessarily, mm-hmm. but just um, those who maybe you've had that conversation or someone in the Go group has had that conversation that's led to um, maybe in something deeper or something, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord working there. Yeah, we've... I, <laughs> I mean, this, this really gets me excited um, talking about this stuff because... I mean, we've seen multiple people come to know Jesus mm-hmm. this year. Um, personally, by God's grace, and let me emphasize that, I have been able to see personally um, four or five people mm-hmm. come to know Jesus this this year. And our Go group, probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, what, 10, 10 or so, maybe more people or come take, to know Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I Nate, if you want to share a story about um, maybe, yeah, we've got a bunch of them. If you want to share one yeah. to start off, and I can... Follow suit of another if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's fun to think about just how God has been at work. You know, we talk about these things and pray towards them and then uh, to reflect. And one is is of a, a young man that um, is just a personal story that comes to mind, young man that uh, lives and works here in town. And so I went to his workplace and we were just engaging for some time and, um, one of the things that we talk about, and you mentioned Heritage Goes, Chris Merrill uh, was so such a blessing in training us on a lot of simple tools. And one is just a simple principle, be fascinated with people. Mm. Uh, it just helps break down barriers, helps you to get to know them. Uh, and then within that, to know, okay, how can I maybe enter into a uh, deeper spiritual conversation? And so I was engaging this, this young man about uh, what he's dreaming about and 
some of his work and so on and so forth, uh, some simple things. And then I just asked him, I said, hey, a question I love to, to ask people is if God could do anything for you today, if he could do the greatest miracle in your life today, uh, what would it be? Hmm. And uh, he's kind of sitting there and, um, and thinking. Uh, and then he looked at me and he said something along the lines of, I would ask him to have certainty that I will be in heaven one day. Oh, wow. And this is coming from a young man with a worldview system where there can't be certainty. Wow. You got to work mm-hmm. and work. And then maybe, just maybe the mercy of God mm-hmm. uh, will allow you into paradise. And uh, it's just a, I was kind of dumbfounded and wow. just taken back. But what that has then led into is more conversations, uh, conversations now with his older brother. Mm. And, uh, and now we're actually getting to, to talk about the Bible and, and to talk more about Jesus. And so they're on a journey, but it started just with some simple conversations, being fascinated. And that was my conversation. But mm-hmm. a beautiful thing is that many people here at Heritage actually have gotten to know these folks and have likewise just loved on them and cared for them mm. uh, over time. So it really is, back to Dustin's point, a team approach, and we all get to play a role in what God is ultimately doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, the, the tilling of the ground, the watering, the, yeah, the sowing. Exactly. I mean, all of it is uh, you know, the Lord gives that increase and we, you know, we pray for. So. Yeah, amen. Um, what do you think, uh, just as we talk about this and sharing a little bit about you know what we deal with here in the South and um, mm. you know hearing these stories, what do you think is the, the top... Um, issue or the, or the top thing that gets in the way of many Christians in our context sharing the gospel. Because I think it's, it's easy to say, even in conversation, even going about your day, even doing, just be mindful, look, look for opportunities, and then just step out and share. What do you think is keeping so many from taking that step, taking that opportunity? I, I personally think that... Um, that it's a this lack of a term that we're using recently is called MAWL, M-A-W-L, Model Assist Watch Launch. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think this is a huge thing that um, we we have not developed uh, individuals who can take others along mm. with them and can show them how how is it done how truly how easy it is yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but there's there's this concept of really having that that fear right up front um mm-hmm. that that paul that i talked about earlier said it's it's an eight second mm. awkward yeah. bull that you have to <laughs> once you ride the bull for eight seconds you have that conversation and then it's done yeah. like it, yeah. you're you're you feel so much more comfortable and mm. you're just kind of that icebreaker but i think that's the biggest thing to say just be mindful of it yeah. well mm. That's hard, you know, when we've got our all of our life stuff. Mm-hmm. But once you walk through it, like with the DMT, the discipleship making team, you get to be with somebody who's been there, done that, who's pretty good at it, probably. Otherwise, they likely wouldn't be leading a team. <laughs> um, but you get to see them model that. Mm-hmm. Then they not only do you see that, they then assist you in mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. They then watch you. They kind of, hey, you did this really well. Maybe this is something we could kind of work on. Mm-hmm. And then they launch you, mm-hmm. and you get to go do it. And it becomes a way of life. And I think that process has been lacking mm-hmm. personally is what I what I feel is a, a large yeah. barrier. Yeah. And I would just add in that I think there's maybe, at least for some, a misunderstanding or misconception of what it is that we're doing mm-hmm. and what we're called to. Um like so many things, it's kind of one end of the pendulum or the other. And I think for many, there's a fear, and perhaps some of that is rooted in, well, 
I've got to meet, meet people and just hit them with the gospel mm-hmm. and just kind of um, beat them over the head with the Bible, as it were. And uh, that's not what we're saying. We, we really want to, again, be fascinated with people. We want to enter into a genuine relationship. In that, we're going to boldly acknowledge, hey, we're a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But how we then share the gospel, communicating that both in word and in deed, is going to play out over the series of, uh, of time and um, the context of that relationship. Uh, and we really want to share when they're ready to hear it. Mm. Um, and so it's this journey, it's this process that we're all on, and it's no different for an unbeliever that doesn't yet know Jesus. But again, I think there's a bit of a misconception that, well, I've got to go out, and within just a few minutes, I've got to get to the core of the gospel. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes God might provide those opportunities, but usually it's just a steady drip here and there as we're connecting with people. Uh, engaging with them and just journeying with them to Jesus mm. uh, and just trusting that God's doing the work of drawing them to himself. Amen. And really, really with that too, em- like embracing your your gifts mm. and yeah, your desires. You know, I too, when I, even now when I think of evangelism, I just think of a street uh, street corner, somebody standing on a box with a megaphone. <laughs> like, but this is, yes, I mean, that's, that's one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But Um, I think one thing that we have really embraced is like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Like, who are you in in who Jesus has made you to be? Mm -hmm. And then embrace it. You know, so for me, um, I enjoy, I enjoy the outdoors and, um, and running in on trails. And so taking somebody along with me, having those Mm -hmm. conversations Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, I know that, that Nate works out in the mornings, you know, there's, there's people that will come along with him and they just, they, they do what he enjoys doing. Yeah. And you just meet people mm-hmm. where they're at, you yeah. know, hey, come along with me. And um, it doesn't have to be this super awkward thing, but mm-hmm. embracing who God has made you to be and then walking yeah. in that with sharing who yeah. Jesus is. Good. We all have that circle of influence. Mm-hmm. We, we all have that group of people around us, individuals that whether it's their close friends or whether it's their acquaintances or even people that we just see on a regular basis say that, you know, waitress or waiter in the restaurant that you always go to, right? So there's always those opportunities. I think, um, I I know for me personally, a lot of times the busyness of life, Mm. the distractions of the things around me can often lead me to not look up, if Mm. you will, and and see. And so just being prayerfully and mindful about those and step out um, and just pray that God would would use Mm -hmm. each and everything, every interaction. Um, for those who are maybe like, yeah, I love the sound of this. Uh, this excites me. This is something I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about or that I want to know more about. Uh, what is the next step for those individuals? Um, mm-hmm. How can they maybe get in touch with a, a disciple-making team or maybe they're even interested in Go Group? Mm-hmm. How? What is the next step for them? Yeah. I mean, generally, just to find some information, you can head to our website, hpclynchburg.com uh, slash DMT. Uh, that's for disciple making team. If you're interested in just reading a little bit more about, okay, what is this thing? We've just given a couple minute overview. Um, and then with that, some of the logistics that that entail. Um, but you know, I think a a theme through our conversation this morning has been relationship. Mm. And I think that's what we would love to invite you into. Uh, so it might start with an email. You can email go at hbclynchburg.com. You can stop into the office. Um, but you know, Dustin, myself, um, you, Pastor Rob, others, I'd love to just sit down and just hear some of your story. Where are you Mm. at? What are, what are your fears? What are your concerns? What are you dreaming about? 
and then together let's take those next steps mm-hmm. and uh, for anyone here at Heritage we'd love to, to see more and more folks just jump into a disciple making team at some point when the time is right for you um, and then likewise for those interested in you know God's heart for the nations and what might my role be and perhaps some of you are thinking uh, am I one that could go? Could mm. I be sent out from this church to be a part of making disciples, incarnating the gospel, planning churches among least reached places? Again, we'd love to have a conversation and talk about uh, what we call the pathway to the nations. How mm. do we just take intentional, uh, structured steps so that you can not just take a, a deep dive into everything, but hey, let's just take some, some steps, one step at a time, uh, and just together consider what would it look like uh, for you to go. So um, yeah, let's have a conversation, reach out to us, and we'd love to, to connect. Sounds great. Uh, Nathan? Dustin, thank you so much for being here on our very first podcast here at Heritage. Super excited to get this information out, and uh, hopefully God will just stir the hearts of those who are listening. Uh, Again, if you are interested in being a part of what Heritage is doing, uh, please contact us. You can visit visit hbclynchburg.com slash DMT. It's a great place to start to get more information on those disciple-making teams. Also, if you're interested in being part of the Easter offering and helping uh, fund those who are going to be going, uh, you can visit hbclynchburg.com slash Easter offering. Thank you again for being a part of the brand new podcast here at Heritage. We are the Alongside Podcast, and uh, we pray that this has been a blessing to you and look forward to more episodes together.